Thank you, Jonathan. Jonathan. Am I speaking loud enough? Can you guys hear me? Yes. Well, like Jonathan said, my name is Joshua. I'm from America. I grew up in a, a Christian home. Uh, I said the uh, sinner's prayer, so to speak, when I was seven years old. But I was not a, a true Christian. I went on to live a very ungodly life. For the next 23 years. So when I was 30 years old. Uh, God saved me. I was born again. Uh, by the grace of God. So I'm very happy to be here today. And share with you uh, something that has been on my heart. Uh, my message today. Is love not the world. And my uh, passage is in 1 John. Chapter 2, verse 15. It says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I do thank you and praise you for this time now. This opportunity we have to open your word. I ask that you would teach us by your spirit. We ask this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. This commandment, like all other commandments that God gives us, is for our benefit, is for our good. Did you know that God will never command you to do anything that is wrong or evil? Did you also know that God will never command you to refrain from anything that is good and right? Aren't you glad that our God is a good God who loves us perfectly? He is righteous and holy and just and does all things well. Amen. Amen. What is God referring to when he says, love not the world? He is not referring to his creation. Psalm 19 verse 1. Says the heavens declare the glory of God. 
And the firmament showeth forth his handiwork. So God has created all things and he's and he said it is very good. He is not referring to the people in this world. John 3.16 says for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So when he says, love not the world, he's not talking about the creation or the people that are in the world. The the scriptures say we are to love our neighbors as ourselves. What John is referring to when he says love not the world is this world's system. Which is against God. Satan is called the prince of the world. He is referred to as the God of this world in 2 Corinthians 4 4. I call it the Antichrist system. For indeed, it is against the word of God and the God of the word. This system of depravity will wax worse and worse. You might say, how do you know that this is what John means when he says world? The wonderful thing about the word of God is that it almost always tells what it means in the verses around the verse you are looking at. So if we go back to our text in 1 John chapter 2, and we'll look at verse 16, the next verse there. <clears throat> it says, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. So we can see from this passage that there are certain things that this 
world system promotes. Pride, amalala, covetousness, immorality and fornication, and idolatry. These are just a few. I want us to see today how sharp of a contrast this system is to God's way. God's way is humility. So the world promotes pride and God's way is humility. First Peter chapter 5. Verse 6 says this. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth. If you turn to Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, Jesus is speaking here. He says, Come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, and and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So Christ says he is meek and lowly. Turn to Philippians chapter 2. In verse 5, says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in the fashion as a man he humbled himself 
and became obedient unto death. Even the death of the cross. So we can see that Christ's way is humility. Not only does this world promote pride, but it also promotes covetousness. God's way is contentment. Chapter 6 of 1 Timothy. In verse 6. Says, but godliness with contentment is great gain. First Timothy 6. 1 Timothy 6, verse 6. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us be therewith content. Chapter 4 of Philippians. Verse 11. Paul is speaking here. He says, not that I speak in respect of want. For I have learned in whatsoever state I am. Therewith to be content. So contentment is not something that comes naturally. It's something that we must learn. Turn to Hebrews chapter 13. Verse 5 says, Let your conversation be without covetousness. And be content with such things as ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake you. So that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. So we can be content in this life by the simple fact that Christ will never leave us. So the world promotes pride and covetousness and it also promotes immorality and fornication. Uh. 
God's way is humility and contentment and purity. First John chapter 3 starting in verse 1 says behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself. Even as he is pure. Go to Matthew chapter 5. Verse 8. Jesus is speaking to his disciples. This is called the Sermon on the Mount. He says here, blessed are the pure in heart. For they shall see God. Blessed are the pure in heart. For they shall see God. First Timothy 5.22 says, keep thyself pure. First Timothy. First Timothy 5.22 says, keep thyself pure. Yeah, the last part of uh, 1 Timothy 5.22 says, keep thyself pure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, first Timothy 522 Lastly, the, uh, the world promotes idolatry. But, but God's way, God's way is holiness. First Peter, chapter one, verse fifteen. 
Enkola ya katonda ya butukirivu yesi ya wenzi. Says but as he which hath called you is holy agama nayengo ye yabaita bwali omutukuvu so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. That word conversation can also mean your life. That's kind of what that word means. Because it is written, be ye holy for I I'm holy. So let's let's look at this for a second. The world and its system promotes pride. Covetousness. Immorality and idolatry. In contrast, God's way is humility. Contentment. Purity. And holiness. Can we see that uh, we cannot love the world and God? James, James chapter 4 verse 4 says, Whosoever is a friend of the world is an enemy of God. So God's way and the world's way are so contrast, they're opposites. It would be like somebody saying, I love babies and I love abortion. This cannot be. We were in this world, but God has called us out of this world. The word for... Church is ecclesia. It means the called out ones. We are a peculiar people. We are to be lights in this dark world. We have so many examples throughout the Old Testament of the children of Israel lusting after evil things. And what happened because of this? Turn to Exodus chapter 
Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Verse 5. Says, this is referring to the children of Israel. But with many of them, God was not well pleased. For they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things were our examples. To the intent we should not lust after evil things. As they also lusted. Neither be ye idolaters. So. As were some of them. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Neither let us commit fornication as some of them committed. And fell in one day three and twenty thousand. Neither let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted. And were destroyed of serpents. Neither murmur ye as some of them also murmured. And were destroyed by serpents. Now all these things happened unto them for examples. And they were written for our admonition. Upon whom the ends of the world have come. You might say, well, that was under the law. We are under grace. That word grace has kind of been misused very much. I know that there are false teachers all across the world that have twisted the grace of God into some kind of license to sin. As it says in Jude verse 4. I have studied the word of God for many years. I have never come across a passage in scripture that allows for worldliness or ungodliness or sin because of the grace of God. Romans 6 addresses this false teaching so clearly. Hmm? 
Romans 6 is rather a lengthy passage. I'm not going to read it right now, but if you get a chance, please uh, read Romans 6 because that, that addresses it just perfectly. Uh, I would like to look at a passage in Titus chapter 2, though. Verse 11. Says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. Chapter 2, verse 11. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts. We should live soberly righteously and godly in this present world. So here in Titus we see that the grace of God teaches us to deny ungodliness. How can we combat this world and its God? This world system mm. and the God of this world. How can we combat that? How can we fight it? Okay. First and foremost, there might be someone here this morning that does not know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. Perhaps the word of God is grievous to them. Perhaps it's burdensome as it was for me for 23 years. When I was deceiving myself that I was a Christian. Maybe you have never turned from idols to the living God. As it says in Thessalonians. Maybe you have a great love for this world system. And are just playing the religious game. If this is you today, I, I encourage you to examine yourself whether you be in the faith. As Paul admonishes us in 2 Corinthians 13.5. But examine yourself by the word of God. Paul, uh, yeah, 
First Corinthians 13:5 Paul says examine yourself whether you be in the faith. Satu 13 abakonse chisoka 13:5 Paul ngatukuliza gamba mwekebere mwekana mweka. So when I say examine yourself I do not mean examine yourself amongst your peers. The scriptures say one who examines themselves among themselves is not wise. And I don't mean to examine yourself by your feelings. And Proverbs it says there is a way that seems right unto a man. But the end thereof are the ways of death. Don't examine yourself by your own heart. Jeremiah says the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. So for those 23 years that I profess to be a Christian, why I felt that I was a Christian, because I was comparing myself to my peers and they were all doing the same things I was doing and they were Christian. So we need to examine ourselves by the word of God. The epistle of 1st John is a wonderful piece of scripture that you can read to see if you are truly in the faith. Verse 13 of chapter 5 says, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God. That you may know that ye have eternal life. And that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Ask yourself these questions as you go through 1 John. Do you love the word of God? Do you delight in it? 
Oli yanga so much kuzamu amani. Chukwe suvi. Do you obey God's commandments joyfully? Do you have a great love for your brothers and sisters in Christ? Do you have a great desire to live a holy life? Most importantly, do you have the Spirit of God within you? Because apart from the Spirit of God, none of those things are possible. Romans chapter 8 verse 9 says If any man have not the spirit of God he is none of his This is the one true benchmark of a true Christian These are the fruits of the spirit Love. Joy. Peace. Long suffering. Gentleness. Goodness. Faith. Meekness. And temperance. Do these do these things describe you? If I was asked these questions during any of the 23 years that I lived or pretended to be a Christian, if I was to give an honest answer, I would have to say no to all of them. If this is you this morning, friend, I pray that you will repent of your sins and believe the gospel. Jesus says in John 3, 3, he must be born again. This is mandatory for the whole human race. Everyone must be born again. Nozali wabu jamu familia katonda newe isango mwana wakatonda omoyo chakola. 
There are no exceptions, there are no exemptions. Acts chapter 4 verse 12 says, Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men. Whereby we must be saved. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 15. Verse 3. Referring to the gospel, he says. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received. How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And that he was buried. And that he rose again the third day. According to the scriptures. Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says this that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. <clears throat> if you put your faith and trust exclusively in the Lord Jesus Christ, and what he has done for you, he will make you a new person. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Ezekiel chapter 36. Verse 25. says, then will I sprinkle clean water upon you. Um, Ezekiel 36, mm. verse 25. <clears throat> and ye shall be clean. From, From all your filthiness, and from all your idols. Ezekiel 36. Oh. Yep, verse 25. Yep. Mm -hmm. 
And from all your idols will I cleanse you. A new heart also will I give you. And a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. And I will give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you. And cause you to walk in my statutes. And ye shall keep my judgments and do them. This is the new covenant that he will make with you. And this is good news. Now without the spirit of God within us, we have no hope of us of escaping this world system. And are taken at the devil's will. In contrast, those of us that have been born of the Spirit of God have all that we need to live a godly life. In this wicked and perverse generation. I want to quickly share several passages here. Showing how God has equipped us. And commands us to live the Christian life. Let these truths sink down into your hearts. Second Peter chapter one. Verse three. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things. All things that pertain unto life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness right now. He has given us his word. He has given us his spirit. 
His word tells us how we are to live. His spirit empowers us to walk in obedience. Did you know that every commandment that God gives us in his word? He empowers us by his spirit to do it. That is a wonderful thing. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 says this Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might, put on the whole armor of God. That you might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith. Wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts And take the helmet of salvation. And the sword of the Spirit. Which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So God has given us all things and He has equipped us for all things. Romans chapter 12 verses 1 and 2 Paul says I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God 
That you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy acceptable unto God. Which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Verse 4. Says this. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imaginations. And every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. You see, that's where the battle begins, is in your mind. Turn to Philippians chapter 4. Verse 8. Says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, Whatsoever things are just. Whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are of good report. Think on these things. If there be any virtue and if there be any praise. We are to think on these things. This is why it is so important to keep our minds pure. We must take seriously what we put before our eyes. And more importantly, what we put before the eyes of our children. I have uh, six children of my own. God has shown me through these years that our homes need to be a sanctuary from this world. We can't keep our minds pure and thinking on the things of God if we, we have the things of the world always before our eyes. Turn to Jude, verse 20. 
Vikula nange yuda abiri. Wacho mchitegedi. Teko kwekeleza biolaba. Jude verse 20 says But ye beloved Building up yourselves on your most holy faith Praying in the Holy Ghost Keep yourselves in the love of God. Looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto Nam eternal life. And of some have compassion making a difference. And others save with fear. Pulling them out of the fire. Hating even the garments spoiled by the flesh. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. And to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior. Be glory and majesty. Dominion and power. Both now and ever. Amen. This verse tells us how we can live the Christian life. It says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Christ has died for us. He must also live for us. We can live the Christian life by allowing Christ to live his life through us. John chapter 16. He says, these things have I spoken unto you, 
that in me ye might have peace. Sixteen twenty-three. Thirty-three. Yep. In the world you shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Turn to Galatians chapter 6, verse 14. Just a few more verses here. But God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ by whom the world is crucified unto me and, and I unto the world. And then turn to Hebrews, please, chapter 12. Verse 1 says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. That is the way to live this Christian life, looking unto Jesus Christ. We can't look unto ourselves. Jesus says, without me, you can do nothing. Go back a few pages to Hebrews chapter 10. Verse 19. Having therefore brethren. Boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. By a new and living way. Which he has consecrated for us. Through the veil that is to say his flesh. And having a, a high priest over the house of God. Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience 
emitima jafe ngajima nsirwako okujjamu omoyo omubi and our bodies washed with pure water ne mibiri jafe ngajina azibwana amaza malungi let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering tunyezenga okwagala tunyezenga okwatule subi jafe obutasagasagana for he is faithful that promised kubange yasubi za mwesigwa and let us consider one another era tuwolo era era tulowozaganenga fekana feka to provoke unto love and to good works okukubirizango kwagala nebikolwe birunje not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together obutalekanga kukungana wamu as the manner of some is ngabalala bwebeisa ngabalala bwebaisa but exhorting one another nenga nenga tubulirira and so much the more as you see the day approaching. The Gospel of John, chapter 17. This is the high priestly prayer of the Lord Jesus Christ. In verse 13, Jesus is speaking and says, And now come I to thee, and these things I speak in the world. That they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them thy word. And the world hath hated them. Because they are not of the world even as I am not of the world. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, even, even so have I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself. That they also might be sanctified through faith. Neither pray I for these alone. But for them also which shall believe on me through their word. So in this Christian life that we are living. We can have a great joy and assurance knowing that the Lord Jesus Christ is interceding for us. He has made the way clear. He has equipped us for all things. 
He has given us his precious word. He has given us his Holy Spirit. I hope this time has helped us to realize the seriousness of living holy for God at all costs. I want to close with a verse from an old hymn. It says, Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim. And the light of his glory and grace. Amen. Let's pray. Amen. Heavenly Father, I do thank you and praise you for this time. Thank you for giving us all things that pertain to life and godliness right now. Thank you for your precious word that you have given to us. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that indwells us. Lord God, I, I pray for those that might not know you today. That your spirit would bring conviction upon them. That they would see themselves for who they are. That they are sinners before a holy God. I pray that they would turn from their sin and put their faith and trust in your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. I ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. Amen.